Something strange has been going on at St. Joseph's Church in Jersey City for the past hundred years. Two mysterious cat's eyes have been gleaming out on the residence of Hill House from the church's belfry. But no one seems to know where the lights come from. Welcome to the first part of the Halloween Special 2021 on this creepy episode of Microbreak. This is Microbreak, a podcast for humans with the attention span of a goldfish, where I share my thoughts, wisdom, and humor on a wide range of topics from yesterday to today. I'm your host, Michael J. Mayo. Get ready to take a microbreak from the madness with me, 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 me. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Microbreak. The podcast for creepy, ghouly, ghosts, and goldfish, goblins, and anything else that starts with the letter G. I am not your host. Your host is locked up right now, chained on the wrist and on the ankles, unable to move and get from speaking. So I will be running this show. I will be running the next few shows. (laughs) We have a special guest that's also going to be joining me very soon. A very special guest from the Against All Oddities podcast. And we'll call him Tim. That's right, Tim Carroll will tell you a creepy story. But right now, I want you to hear some more of the creepy goings-ons coming from the great Garden State of New Jersey. Starting again with the beautiful boardwalk of Ocean City. Oh, it was a family-friendly resort that you might think would be the last place you'd find the haunting. But you'd be sorely mistaken. The landmark Flanders Hotel, built on the boardwalk in 1923, has its own resident ghost. (laughs) She's known as the Lady in White, but her name in life is said to have been Emily. Oh, little Emily. The scary ghost. (laughs) She doesn't scare me because, well, there's too much damn traffic to get into Ocean City in the summertime, so I simply go to another town to bathe in the sunshine. (laughs) Sorry. So moving on, we're going to talk a little bit more about some ghosts and ghouls from New Jersey. What about the Atco Ghosts from Burnt Mill Road? First of all, folks, you don't name a street Burnt Mill. Why in the world would anybody want to go down a street named Burnt Mill Road? There's a ghost story in this southern New Jersey town of Atco. 
By the way, I've never heard of this town, and this is a small state. I'm not even sure there's such a place. It tells of a young boy who was run down on a lonely stretch of road after chasing his little basketball into the middle of the street. That's terrible. It is a ritual of passage to go and try to see the boy's ghost. You should go at midnight. Why do we always pick midnight? Technically, that's morning. But who am I? Just a spooky voice. You should go at midnight and park in a specific spot and flash your lights. Flash those lights. An image of the dead boy is supposed to be seen chasing the ball. I don't believe this could be true. Because if the boy was no longer alive, how could he possibly be chasing the ball? It would be an image of a living boy chasing the ball. But who am I? I didn't write the story. Many have said they have seen scenes, but they have all related, most of them having a little boy and headlights. Speaking of roads, let's talk about another creepy road. Now called Shades of Death Road. Many legends are associated with Shades of Death Road, which winds alongside Jenny Jump State Forest up to Alamuchi in Warren County. One of the more famous street names in New Jersey roadside culture, this road runs along the old haunted lake bed which occasionally has pillars of mist rising from the top of the water. I don't know what causes this illusion. One may never know. <laughs> I really should quit smoking. Michael is constantly on my back for it. The murdered maid haunts. Centenary College was founded by the Methodist Episcopal Church in 1867, 100 years before my birth year. <laughs> Pardon me, Michael's birth year, of course. Why is this scarier? You will have to understand that in New Jersey, all colleges are very expensive for tuition. And that to me is very, very frightening. But also you might see a ghost, a glimpse of Tilly. Her ghost is often sighted walking through the tall oak trees on the college grounds. Other sightings have been reported in various parts of the school. Some people have seen her floating on the ceiling at the South Hall. The second half is coming up with our special guest, Tim, right after this creepy message. <laughs> Monsters, demons, ghosts, and 
Oh my, I didn't see you there. You really spooked me. Just like my podcast, The Paranormal Burrito. We're a weekly podcast featuring a new guest every episode. So join us for fun and spooky stories. If you have a spooky story you'd like to share, email us at theparanormalburrito at gmail.com. The Paranormal Burrito, your true stories. Welcome back, goblins and goons, creepies and beasties, and democrats alike, to the second half of the Halloween special, with your (laughs) special host, the creepy voice guy. But now I have someone who may be even creepier than me, and his name is Tim from the Against All Oddities Podcast. Scary! So in Virginia, there's many haunts that you can visit, such as Gatsby's Tavern Museum in Alexandria, St. Albans Sanatorium in Radford, the Ferry Plantation House in Virginia Beach, or pretty much all of Colonial Williamsburg, but I'd like to talk about Hollywood Cemetery in Richmond, Virginia. It's the home of two U.S. presidents, James Monroe, number five, and John Tyler, number 10, many Civil War generals, and recently found itself as the final resting place of Odorous Arungus, also known as Dave Brocky, the frontman of Guar. And in the daytime, you'll see tombstones that are hundreds of years old, stone pyramids and Gothic architecture with statues adorned with wrought iron decorative housings. In the cemetery, there's a large mausoleum dated 1913 with the name W.W. Poole. Now, Mr. Poole is rumored to have fled from Europe in the 1800s after being exposed as a vampire. To date, the remains in this tomb are rumored to be that of this vampire. Two miles from Hollywood Cemetery is the neighborhood called Church Hill. When I was living in Richmond, this was occupied mainly by college-age musicians and art students. Each house unique and maybe a tattoo parlor hidden in there somewhere. And on October 2nd, 1925, there was a railway tunnel under the Churchill district that collapsed, claiming the lives of four workers and burying a steam locomotive. Rescue attempts became treacherous and the tunnel was sealed off permanently. Around 2007, haunted Richmond, the shadows of Shaco, claimed that this collapse awoke an ancient evil, rumored to have been seen standing over one of the four victims, covered in blood, very muscular and inhuman, something with jagged teeth that was chased into Hollywood Cemetery where it found refuge in Mr. W.W. Poole's mausoleum. Another theory from paranormal researchers out of Richmond is that the creature was a firefighter named Benjamin Mosby, who was one of the four victims, so badly injured that he wasn't recognized, and in a state of shock, he ran into the cemetery, later dying of his injuries at Grace Hospital. So this spooky season, if you find yourself at Virginia's capital, I recommend taking a walk and looking for Mr. Poole. Chris, a co-host of Against All Oddities, and my older brother lived in Churchill, very near Hollywood Cemetery. And he lived in what was called the safe room, because not a lot happened in this bedroom, but he still heard a door slam most nights, and he felt something staring at him from the ceiling. Roommate Cole had the scary room, and when they first moved in, it was covered in crosses. Cole had the most experiences, and most of them involved waking up paralyzed. He couldn't move, and at one point he was scared, so he called for his other roommate, John. And he said, John, help. 
and he heard in John's voice, No one will help you. And he finally wiggled himself loose, went in the house, and John was at work. Nobody was home. They had multiple guests stay in that same room, and at one point, a couple both woke up with sleep paralysis. Neither one of them could move. The other roommate, John, he said he woke up also with sleep paralysis. He couldn't move, and he saw a little boy staring at him who turned around and disappeared back in the Coles room. If any listeners would like more spooky stories this spooky season, we actually have a new episode coming out probably the weekend before Halloween with some funny spooky stories as well as some pretty depressing and some pretty scary ones. So we'd be looking forward to having you as a listener. I love spooky and I love scary, but I'm not a depressed ghoul. Well, I just got my tax bill, damn it! This is not Michael J. Mayone, and this is not your typical podcast. This is the Spooky Guy voice, or the voice of the Spooky Guy, or whatever the hell you want to call it. It's my show tonight, ladies and germs. Goblins and ghouls and creepy people that creepeth in the night. Thank you so much for listening, and tune in next week. When we have more spooky tales to tell on this 1999 Shit 2021 Halloween special of Microbreak.